0: How's your heart this morning? There was a study that went out this week. Nearly half of United States adults deal with some type of cardiovascular disease. According to the study from the American Heart Association, 121 million Americans, about 48% of us, deal with some type of heart or blood vessel disease. Gary mentioned diabetes and be hypertension. Many of us struggle with the condition of our hearts. The study says deaths from this type of disease rose more than 836 in 2014 to 840 in 2016. Nearly one in four deaths in the United States are connected to heart disease. We're going to focus in the month of February on the condition, not of our physical hearts so much as our spiritual heart. And I want to ask you this morning, how's your heart? February's got a lot about love, huh? Kids, we'll exchange some Valentines. We'll take the little communication conversation hearts and, and we'll say love you, miss you. Um, we'll exchange all kinds of chocolates and flowers and We'll talk about how much we love each other. As we do that, I want us to focus on our love for the Lord and our love for one another. How's your heart? God has a design and a purpose for every one of us. You were designed for a love relationship with Almighty God. He set it up that way in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had the privilege of fellowshipping with Him every day. God would come and walk with them and talk with them. He's a holy God. Sin separated us. But everything that sin took away, Jesus Christ has come back to restore. That's our word for the year. To restore and to bring us back into that fellowship. So we're going to focus on our heart this month. If you have your Bibles... We're going to look at Ezekiel chapter 36. I really wanted to read the whole chapter, and I'm probably not going to get away from... from I may skip around a few verses, but I want you to capture. It's a little longer than I normally would read, but I, want, I, I as I introduce this one particular verse, I want you to get the context that it's, it's shared in. The prophet Ezekiel is, is speaking, and he's saying, "'Son of man, prophesy to the mountains.'" Preach to the mountains of Israel. That's kind of interesting, huh? Mountains. here of Israel. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The enemy said to you, Aha, the ancient heights have become our possession. Therefore prophesy and say, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Because they've ravaged and crushed you from every side so that you became the possession of the rest of the nations. And the object of people's malicious talk and slander Therefore, mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Sovereign Lord. This is what he says to the mountains and hills, to the ravines and valleys, to the desolate ruins and the deserted towns that have been plundered and ridiculed. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In my burning zeal, I've spoken against the rest of the nations and against all Edom. For with glee and malice in their hearts, they've made my land their own possession, so that they might plunder its pasture land. Therefore, prophesy. Concerning the land of Israel, and say to the mountains, the valleys, and hills and, and and ravines, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I speak in my jealous wrath because you've suffered the scorn of the nation. And so I swear with uplifted hand that the nations around you will also suffer scorn. But you mountains of Israel will produce branches and fruit for my people Israel. They will soon come home. I'm concerned for you and will look upon you with favor. You will be plowed and sown, and I will cause many people to live on you. Yes, all of Israel. The towns will be inhabited, and the ruins rebuilt. I will increase the number of people and animals living on you, and they will be fruitful and become numerous. I'll settle people on you as in the past and make you prosper more than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause people, my people Israel, to live on you. They will possess you and you will be their inheritance. He says, let's skip down a little bit. Again, the word of the Lord, verse 16. Son of man, when the people of Israel live in their own land, they defiled it by their conduct and actions. Their conduct was like a woman's monthly uncleanness in my sight. So I poured out my wrath on them because they had shed blood in the land and because they had defiled it with their idols. I dispersed them among the nations, and they were scattered abroad. He says, verse 22, this is what the sovereign Lord says. It's not for your sake, people of Israel, that I'm going to do these things. But he said, it is for my name's sake. I want you to get that. It's the sake of my holy name. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations the name that you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord. Verse 24, I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. Catch this. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. He said, I'm I'm going to cleanse you of all this this filthiness. And I'm going to increase the the land is going to begin to multiply and, and be fruitful. Verse 38, I'm sorry, verse 33, I will resettle your towns and the ruins will be rebuilt. Friends that are leaving for Israel tomorrow and I've traveled to Israel and I've seen the the cities have already been rebuilt. So often in Scripture we see immediate fulfillment right there in the prophet's lifetime or shortly thereafter. In some of this fulfillment as we'll study this verse of giving us a new heart. And a new spirit. It's about the new covenant. And it was, began fulfillment at the time of Jesus Christ. But so much of Ezekiel 36, 37, 38 and, and following is yet to be fulfilled. And it's happening right before our very eyes. You watch the news. You listen to the news. and Then you read your Bible. No, read your Bible first. Read your Bible first. And then the Lord will begin to open up. And you'll begin to see it through the lens of what's happening in our news. I want you to know this morning that God wants to give you and me a new heart. He wants to give you a new heart and a new spirit. He gives us new passions. He gives us new interests. And his spirit enables us to live a life that is not controlled by sin. That's good news this morning. God wants to give everybody here, if He hasn't already started that process, and you, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want you to, I want you to open up your hearts to, to hear the message, the good news that God wants to give you a new heart. Perhaps you've already given your heart to God, and He's given you a new heart, but you, you've allowed some things, the heart monitor's not doing so well. you got to eat a little healthier and you got to focus and and do some things in your life that that will make the heart beat a little better live a little healthier in this passage as I studied it this week it says here preach to the mountains prophesy to the mountains i thought that's weird in one of my bibles it has you know it has the captions it has hope for the mountains of israel well, i didn't know the mountains of israel were so unhopeful it might say in your Bible. Judgment on the nations. Here in Ezekiel 36. He's talking about mountains. In Ezekiel 37. He'll take you to a valley. The spirit of the Lord led me to a valley. And it was full of bones there. So it's interesting. That the prophet Ezekiel is using mountains. And he's, he's using valleys. The mountains were characteristic. Of Israel's topography. they are. Huge mountains in, in the nation of Israel. And in here, he is talking about the mountains of Israel being the site of their idolatry. If you were here Wednesday night, we talked about Solomon and, and how he was a wise man, but he allowed some things in his life. He allowed his heart to be drawn away, and he made agreements with foreign nations. He took on foreign wives, and his, his wives led his heart away. And so many of those of those foreign nations, these hills, these mountains would become the site of idolatry, the places of sin. God says, I'm getting ready to do a new thing. The site of the sins of the past, the area that the devil has occupied, this is getting ready to change. This land has been a a place of humiliation for you. The Edomites have come in and they have they have humiliated you, but I'm getting ready to turn the tables and your enemies are going to be humiliated. Can we just pause for a moment and preach to some mountains in our lives this morning? What are the mountains in our lives? The the land that the God has given you and I. But those mountains have been the site of sin and idolatry in our life. Could we preach to the mountain of doubt this morning? Could we look at that mountain and and could we say, mountain, God's going to do a new thing. And could that mountain give way to, to faith in our lives? Could we say, let faith arise, let God arise and his enemies be scattered? The enemy uses doubt. To cause us to doubt that God is who he says he is. That God will do what he says he will do. And we look at that mountain of doubt and and we sin because we don't trust God to do what he says he will do. What about the mountain of fear? Fear grips people. Fear causes us to to worry about the unknown, to worry about the future. What if this happens? What if that happens? And fear can paralyze us to where we can barely function properly. But if you and I on that mountain of fear today could say, I declare my trust in the Lord. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots but we trust in the name of the Lord our God and so on this mountain where there's been fear in my life God you're going to do a new thing and this mountain now becomes trust what about the mountain of lust what about the mountain of 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 lust in our lives and and we're drawn away by things But we could say, this mountain shall now not be a mountain of idolatry and a mountain of sin. But this will give way to purity and holiness in my life. God's going to do something in my heart and in my spirit. And so this mountain now becomes a champion for holiness and righteousness and purity. God's wanting to do that for us. What about the mountain of debt? We can be so consumed. And maybe this is materialism in your life. And, and maybe this represents getting your eyes on things that really don't matter. And, and things get out of hand. And, and we have this mountain of debt. But what if that could give way? And I, I hate to use the word abundance, but, but sometimes that's what God does. I want you to understand stewardship. I believe the word he would give us on the mountain of, of debt and materialism. What about just good godly stewardship? And out of that, the abundance and the blessings of God. Gary gave testimony to that when we begin following God and trusting Him. Blessing after blessing after blessing. Sometimes it's not financial blessing, but it's spiritual blessings. I've told you before, my dad did not leave much of an earthly inheritance at all. But he left us a spiritual billionaire in trusting God. He gave more to the ministry. To we'd go to church camps, and and he would make pledges, and and he had a far a, a crop in the field. There was no way he could pay it anytime soon. It you know, so much depended, but I don't know that he ever, ever failed to give God what he pledged to him. God honored his life. What about the mountain of addiction? Can you look at that mountain this morning? He's saying. I want you to preach to the mountains. I want you to preach to the to the areas in your life. On those mountains, there's been sin. There's been idolatry. But I'm doing a new thing. And that area where the devil has occupied, I'm going to do a new thing. And that now, that mountain of addiction, that can be now a mountain of dependence upon God. A dependence upon God. God, you're my strength. You're my help. You're my shield. I pray over you so many and people on this board that are addicted and there's so many strongholds. We sang about it a while ago. I know breakthrough is coming. I know a miracle's getting ready to happen. I do know breakthrough is happening. When I pray against drugs and alcohol, I say, Lord, let them be intoxicated with the Holy Spirit, just like they were on the morning of Pentecost. If we're going to be addicted to anything, if we're going to be intoxicated with anything, let it be the power and the presence of God. Let that mountain now give way to dependence upon God. Every soul, every soul is precious territory that God created. And He's going to redeem it for... Did you catch that in the text? He's going to redeem it not for our our glory. It's going to be for His name's sake. Every soul on this board, every soul here today is valuable, is precious. And He's going to reclaim it and sanctify for His great name. His name has been profaned. But as He begins to do this new work in our lives, it's for His glory. Through those mountains in our lives, Isaiah said, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. Isaiah 35, 8, and a highway shall be there. I just to thinking about in the mountains of our lives. Sometimes God's just going to come through and make a new road. He's going to level out those crazy places, the crooked places will be straight. A highway shall be there and it will be a highway of holiness. Isaiah 35, 8. He says here in this text, I'm going to do some new things. Verses 24 through 27 give us four elements that he's going to do. He promises the, the restoration of the people coming back, the restoration of the land. Verse 25, he talks about cleansing from sin. Verse 26, a renewal of the heart. And in verse 27, an enable it by God's Spirit to live God's way. First one we see there is a I will cleanse you from all your impurities as a, as a cleansing of us of filthiness. I got good news this morning. God wants to cleanse us of all filthiness today. That's good news that he says as a promise to us to me to you, I will cleanse you of all sin. John Wesley had about 30 texts in the Bible that he would use as he as he talked about this this freedom of of Living a life not controlled by sin. And his Old Testament passage was this one out of Ezekiel that we're looking at right now. 26 and 27. The cleansing of the Spirit and the gift of the new heart and new spirit. Enabling you and I to love God with an undivided love. Here he's promising these gifts. and Maybe on another Sunday we'll talk about a divided heart and what it means to... To allow our heart to be divided. But here He is promising to give us a new heart and a new spirit. I'll sprinkle clean water on you. This, this signifies both the blood of Christ sprinkled upon the conscience to take away their guilt. And the grace of the Spirit sprinkled on the whole soul to purify it from all its corrupt inclinations and dispositions. When we look at the natural heart, we see something ugly. We see something sinful. I know Brother Marvin uses this verse often. He's called my attention to it time and time again. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. He does heart surgery and examines the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their, what their deeds deserve. The message says it this way. The heart is hopelessly Dark and deceitful. A puzzle no one can figure out. But I, God, search the heart and examine the mind. I get to the heart of the human. I get to the root of all things. I treat them as they really are. Not as they pretend to be. (laughs) You see, you're a maker. You You can't disguise it. You can't deceive him. Although the heart's deceit. He knows all things and he looks at the heart. And he examines the heart. I see things as they really are. Not as you pretend them to be. Everybody doing okay? Can you open up your heart to God to do a new thing? See, we don't have to teach kids to lie or to tell untruths. To be mean and ugly. To say mine. But he says here, from your filthiness I'll cleanse you. You know, our hands can be as clean as water, our, our clothes can be white as snow, and yet our inward nature can be polluted. Some people say, I don't drink wine, but wine gets better with age. Some people, <laughs> sin doesn't get better with age. It gets worse and worse. It? There's a story of a of a camel in, a, in the Middle Eastern and a camel poked his head into a tent. There was a man there in the tent, and he didn't stop him. Just the nose came in, so Tori put a foot in. He didn't say anything, and didn't stop him, and so he put another foot in, and the whole camel was in the tent. And the man said, There's not room enough for two of us to be in here. This tent's too small for two. The camel said to the man, If that be so, you'd better leave. Sin does the exact same thing. Sin's crouching at the door, waiting to get just a little bit in, get a nose in, get a foot in. And before we know, our life is consumed by sin. Somebody's got to leave. What the Lord wants to do is to cleanse us from all sin. To cleanse us from all filthiness. God wants to do a cleansing work. Isn't it awesome when things are clean? We got a little cleaning up to do around here. We got a little cleaning up to do at the house. If you leave things to their own, they just a little mildew comes around, and and I got to get the pressure washer. I got to get some things, and we're gonna clean it up. Well, can you open up your hearts and say, Lord, cleanse me from all unfilthiness? He can do a little spring cleaning in our hearts. It says I'm gonna give you a new heart. I'm gonna take out a heart of stone. You kids, A couple of you kids, come, come help me here. That's a stone, right? Can you turn around and just let them see as you're holding that? Is it cold or is it hot? It's cold. Our hearts can be like a stone. Cold towards God. Cold to the things of God. Holding on to what they perceive to be theirs. Heart of flesh is a giving heart. Giving out of love to God and other people. A heart of flesh can yield to God. It's warm and thus tender to the things of God. Now, kids, y'all can come up here and watch this. I can't let you do it because uh, I got fire up here. So it said keep this out of the reach of children. But let me illustrate something to you. We've got some wax up here heating up. And it's not burning as fast as I want it to, but it's burning. God wants to take out a heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. To be a prince, she said. It's a heart. So we took some wax and the heat got applied to the wax. You can be seated, okay? And the wax made it flexible. And then it was able to receive the stamp. We had a little heart on there for them. You could do that and seal an envelope with it. It made a new little heart of. If we will allow our heart to be flexible, a heart of flesh, filled with the presence and the power, and I would say the fire of God, then you and I can receive the imprint of his image. Now, if we don't stay near the fire, that'll get hard and that'll be that'll be it won't be like a rock, but it'll get hard. And so that's why we got to stay in close connection and intimacy with the Lord and so our our lives can be flexible so that we can receive the imprint of his image on our lives. So I go about moving in my life and my family, I I can act Christ-like. As I interact with the world, they can see Jesus in me because the fire of the Holy Spirit is on my life and I'm receiving His stamp and His image on my life. Soften to receive His imprint. The psalmist David said it this way. In his, in his sin, after the great sin with Bathsheba, he says in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. He could have used a couple of different words in the Hebrew there. He could have used yastar. Which is to remold. To recast out of something. But instead he chose to use bara. Which is to create out of nothing. He says I've made such a mess of this Lord. Why don't you just take all of it. And start all over again. And create out of nothing. Create in me a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within me. He created worlds. That's what God can do. He can give us a new heart. David didn't want remolding. He wanted a whole new heart. There's a Japanese word. So you say, well, Pastor, sometimes I got all this junk in my life. How? What, what are we going to do with all that junk in my life? Let me give you this Japanese word: kitsukuroi. It means golden repair. It's the art of restoring broken pottery with gold so that the fractures. Are literally illuminated. It's a kind of physical expression of its spirit. As a philosophy, this this Knutzeroy celebrates imperfection as an integral part of the story. Not something to be disguised. The artists believe that when something has suffered damage, it has history. It becomes more beautiful. In Knutzeroy, the true life of an object begins the moment it breaks and reveals that it's vulnerable. Are you listening to me this morning? Are you drawing the analogy? The gap between once pristine appearance and its visible imperfection. Deepen its appeal. Can I tell you this morning? Jesus is the ultimate Knutskoroi artist. He takes the hurt and the pain and the imperfections of our life, and He makes something new and glorious out of it. And the very pain in your life or those mountains of sin and shame can now become testimonies to the glory and the, and the saving, remoke, remaking power of Jesus Christ. He can make something beautiful takes a mosaic in that have you seen mosaics all the broken shattered pottery and they form it into something beautiful he'll make something beautiful out of our lives i'm going to give you a new heart i'll change the whole of your infected nature and give you new appetites new passions and and purify the old ones refine those some of you can testify what i'm talking about can't you I once was lost, but now I'm found. I'm a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. He gives us a new spirit. The new heart gets coupled with a new spirit. It's only by the infusion of God's spirit that humans are enabled not to sin. He discusses the land being restored to the Garden of Eden. That's a picture of the victorious life. If you'll see in the historical holiness tradition would sing songs like come over into Canaan land, come over into the promised land, come over to the victorious life. Well, to do that, you've got to let the Lord cleanse the land. It's got to be cleansed of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Parasites. Yeah, Edomites and even the Parasites, the things that feed on your life and draw you away from God. He tells them, go in and kill them all and possess the land. And so God's Spirit goes before us enabling us to live a life of victory. His sanctifying Spirit gives us the fellowship that was lost in the Garden of Eden. Just as He's restoring the land and the desert, I've I've traveled in Israel and the desert is blossoming like a rose. They've... God gives the Israelis wisdom and they take things like drip irrigation, even in a water scarcity moment, and they and they drip just enough water to make the, the vegetation grow extravagantly. And he says, I'm going to I'm going to do this in your own life. I'm going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. And I believe with all my heart today that he is speaking directly to us and says, dear friends, I want every name on this for every person here today. I want to give you a new heart. I want to take out the heart of stone. I want to give you a heart of flesh. A heart that will be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, receiving his imprint and giving you and I the ability to live in victory over sin. That's what he wants to do. In the fleshly heart, there's tenderness of the affections. The hard heart doesn't love the Redeemer, but the renewed heart burns with affection for him. Uh, The old heart is is selfish and cold and demands its own way. But the new heart says, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Help me to love you more. It's fitted to receive every spiritual blessing. It's prepared to yield to every heavenly fruit, to the honor and the praise of God. Can I ask you this morning? We're going to share communion in just a moment. But I feel like some of us need to need to preach and prophesy. There's some mountains in our lives. We need to give God some space to work. There's some, there's some areas, there's some mountains in your life that you have allowed the enemy to occupy. It's been the place of sin. But today, as God gives you a new heart and a new spirit, those same areas can be mountains of victory as he comes to redeem and to claim that back i'm going to i want you to just give opportunity to say lord i'm going to i'm going to let you do some 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 reworking of the land in my life maybe you need to ask him to cleanse you of filthiness today Maybe, maybe you do that. that's the prayer that you need to pray is, Lord, forgive me of, of my sin. Forgive me of, 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 this, of this besetting sin. Maybe you need to ask Him to give you a new heart. To take out a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And you say, Pastor, well, I know, I love Jesus, I have a new heart. But, but the Holy Spirit this morning has said, I, I, I need to... I need to open up the valves a little bit. I need, to, I need to let the blood flow a little more freely. There's been some restrictions. And before we go to share the Lord's Supper, just as, as Carmen plays something, would you would you just like to respond? You can stay seated in your seats. And, and who would, would say just, I'm going to come to this altar. I'm going to come around the front as testimony that I need God to do something in my heart. Either give me a new heart or I'm going to ask him to, to cleanse something. I'm going to ask him to, to do. Would you just respond? If, if God's speaking to your heart, if your heart is pounding this morning, you know you need to step out in faith. I'm going to ask you, this is, let's just get real before God. Let's get vulnerable. Just step out and let me pray with you this morning before we come to the Lord's table. God's speaking to your heart. Step out right now. us before God that thing's gotten cold anybody else anybody else just step out quickly, quickly come let's be real before God God I want you to do something new, His Holy Spirit has put His finger on something this morning this is not right son, daughter, this is, I want to do a new thing it's out of His mercy and His grace that we're here this morning. It's out of His mercy and His grace that He's given us this opportunity. Son, daughter, I'm going to do a new thing in your life. I'm going to do a new thing. Anybody else? Just stand with me this morning. and if, you, if, if you, This is your last chance to come before we have communion. Come and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith we stand and God speak into your heart. God speak into your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we're coming in faith, believing right now. I thank you for obedient hearts. God, your spirit is moving today. God, I'm trusting you right now that you'll give us the courage to say yes to you you're wanting to take out the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh you're wanting to renew the blood vessels oh god to, to pump to flow freely today god give me a heart a new passion god a, a new passion for the things that you love god take out the heart of stone today give us a heart of flesh let us receive the imprint of your image today god let us be filled with the power and the presence of God. Lord, these that have come seeking this morning, give them the desires of their heart. As they say, God, do a new thing in my heart. God, do a new thing in my life, God. Lord, I'm giving you this mountain. I'm giving you this area of my life. And he says to us in response, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. I will restore to you everything the enemy has stolen. God, the areas of our lives, there's not ounce of our lives there's not a square inch of creation over which your spirit doesn't cry mine and so God in the very in the very inner chambers of our heart today we're releasing every area every square inch of our life every mountain every valley every hill God it is yours every room in our hearts God every room it is yours as you turn on the searchlights as you do heart surgery as you examine God Lord, we open up our hearts to receive all that you have for us today. Thank you for your spirit that enables us and empowers us to live a life above sin. God, we claim victory today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that is so faithful. Faithful to forgive. Faithful to cleanse. Faithful to empower me and every person here today to live for you in the strong, And mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Just before we come to the table, I I really sense that God was working and, and some didn't step out, but maybe you should have. Can I just tell you, could you just keep your heart open? Sometimes it's a process, but there's a loving church family here. Don't. Please speak to me. Speak, speak to another person today. Don't let this moment go by without, without getting the victory that you need today. I, I, I would, I would hate to leave this place today with you leaving the, any burden on your heart. Is that fair? Is that fair? Will you just open up your heart to receive? If everything, even if we need to speak privately, I'm making myself available, and others of our, of our team will be glad to pray with you and speak with you. This morning, if assistants will come, Brother Marvin, Brad, Tori, come and assist me this morning. I'm going to invite you to the table of the Lord. We'll form two lines in the center here, and after you receive the elements and go back to your seats, and after everybody's been served, then we'll we'll eat and drink together. The communion supper instituted by our Lord and Savior is a sacrament which proclaims His life, His sufferings, His sacrificial death and resurrection, the hope of His coming again. It shows forth the Lord's death until His return. It's a means of grace in which Christ is present by His Spirit. It's to be received in reverent appreciation and gratefulness for the work of Christ. So let's be grateful this morning. As we come, I invite you to His table. Come. Come and dine this morning. Are not able to come, some of our elderly people will bring the elements to you in just a moment. You Jesus, just take a moment to reflect on the goodness of God. Thank you for His patience, for His long suffering, for His love and His mercy. Thank you for working in my life, God. Thank you for grace. Thank you for the sacrifice for our sins. Clear back but, uh, the prophet Ezekiel was speaking truth into his life, you we can have a, a new heart. You would give us your spirit, God. So we ask you today in the words of the psalmist to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. As we're at your table thanking you for all that you have done, let's take the bread, the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was broken for you, preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Take and eat this. And remember that Christ died for you. Let's eat together. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you for the bread of life. Thank you for nourishing our hearts, God. Let's take the cup, the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for you. Preserve you blameless unto everlasting life. Drink this and remember it's that Christ died for you and be thankful. Let's drink together. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for the, for the blood. Thank you for new life in you. Let's pray as he taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not to temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen god bless you go in his peace you are loved